This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast for everyone. Each week we talk SmackDown and Raw, and we like to make predictions for pay-per-views that don't come true. Or do they? I'm here with Abigail, and we are ready to rumble. How you doing, Abigail? I am great. I am still riding the high of the Royal Rumble, and uh, yeah, let's do this. I think one prediction of mine came true. One. So, God, uh, I, I really <laughs> I think you did better. Time. I did okay, but you know, I also learned I should go with my heart more often. I should follow. My I heart. need to not go with my heart. <laughs> Your heart's a dirty liar. <laughs> Apparently. Um, well, let's start with SmackDown because uh, we're going to go in order: SmackDown, the Royal Rumble, and Monday Night Raw. So SmackDown opens with this musician gentleman named Eladio. Carion, who I had never heard of because I'm an uncool person, mm, uh, who same. is apparently now friends with Randy and has written a song called RKO or something. And Randy is in the music video, right? Yes, the song is called RKO. And Randy plays a very notable role in the music video. Um, like, I need to know more details. Well, as a dedicated sports journalist, I immediately tracked down this video and it's one of those like narrative music videos where there's sort of like this complex cinematic narrative framing the song. And um, in it, Eladio is a baseball player Ooh. and he is up at bat when it opens in a game. Um, he's on an imaginary team. I don't remember the name of it. And they're facing the New York Mets. And Eladio is at the plate and he strikes out. And then there's this sort of training montage where Eladio like goes to the gym for what looks like about 15 minutes <laughs> and like, you know, throws some chains and like does some man gym stuff. And then we come back the next year and he is once again at the plate. And you think that he is going to um, strike out again, but he doesn't. He gets the game-winning hit, and he's a hero, and there's celebration. And then Randy comes in at the very end of the video where, like, all these people have been, you know, toasting Eladio, and they want his autograph. And this dude comes up to him while he's, like, reflecting quietly on the field. And Randy comes out of nowhere and RKO's the dude. And, I mean, he's wearing wrestling trunks. It's super weird. <laughs> and then... Eladio is like, what the hell? And Randy starts nervously babbling like a fanboy about how much he loves Eladio and what a huge fan he is. And can he have his autograph? And he's just going to go to the car and get a Sharpie and he'll be right back. And like, can he get Eladio like a Diet Coke or anything while he's doing that? And he's such a huge fan. Um, it's really worth it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the song. The song is fun. But if you don't care about the song, I cannot advise enough for you to fast forward to the end of this video and watch randy's performance that is not at all what i imagined when they said randy was in the music video like i honestly pictured and this is gonna date me but i honestly pictured it like one of those videos where it just like cuts to the star and there's just like a blank backdrop and maybe he has sunglasses and there's kind of strobing lights and he's like lip syncing to the music and then it yes. cuts back to a lot of like that's what jumped into my head the, that's what I imagine. Yours too. is better. <laughs> like 
I thought he'd be like looking tough, like hanging yeah. out with Gladio, yes. and like you know coming in on the chorus or something. Like, <laughs> no, it was I could not have in a million years have predicted it, and it's so much better than you than even the way I'm describing it. It's way better. I'm not doing it justice. They gave it like the TikTok treatments, like the thing you want to see doesn't happen until the end. So yeah, it's like this That's one cool amazing. trick. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you for um, that report. Anytime. <laughs> anytime um i had a realization when randy came out like you know everybody has their weird cg thing that shows up like roman has the burp cloud that he does and like drew has yeah. flaming swords like randy has the snake the snake is so goofy looking like so it just undermines any coolness or like viperiness i i hadn't really noticed until friday night i was just like this is silly but it's it's i think emphasized because his music is cool and his entrance itself is cool randy is cool but like that snake it's like a bad cigarette commercial or something from like the early 90s i don't know it has the same aesthetic as like a geo city's website yes from like the very late 90s of like spinning skull gifts <laughs> there's a dragon and it's like with the flames yeah it's so bad <laughs> and like some song plays automatically that you can't figure out how to shut off and you're just stuck listening to this horrible song too loud uh randy is here and he wants to talk about the bloodline and how long they've been around and beating everybody up and he thinks he is the man to stop them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but aj well doesn't i won't say aj disagrees but he just disagrees with the idea of randy in general and he kind of wanders down the ramp like your grumpy uncle who still listens to pearl jam every day like he's just still just enmeshed in 1996 yeah. like really deep in it he's still telling you about how if he hadn't blown out his knee he absolutely want to would have gone all the way to the nfl mm -hmm. and you're he's like uncle aj i don't know like it doesn't seem likely bro and he's like nah trust me trust me and then he just kind of like walks away humming jeremy by pro yes yes <laughs> aj spoke in class today <laughs> so uh aj's there and then la is going to interrupt right because we have to have the gang all here because they have the big match um for the royal rumble and la is mad because both randy both randy and aj are off for the evening but la has to wrestle and he senses a conspiracy <laughs> he he thinks some stuff is off here and i the whole time he's talking like he's promoing so much like the rock that i am like mm. wondering if la knight is an ai program to sound like the rock but if the <laughs> rock was fighting against a stroke in real time like, holy shit, dude a lot um so la walks away and then aj takes a couple of shots at randy um i think my favorite part of this is just after where randy almost wandered in front of the camera well yes <laughs> like it like you're like again like an uncle who doesn't know where he's going excuse him he's new it was so great <laughs> he's he'd never done this before okay he doesn't know how it works so all of this tension will come to a head the following evening at the Royal Rumble. We will talk about that once we get to the Royal Rumble. So everybody hold your horses. Nay. 
After this, though, we do see AJ again grumping around backstage looking for his old Meat Puppets t-shirt. And Jim (laughs) Uso comes up and asks him, wants to make friends. Yeah. Asks him to help take out, I won't take out AJ, take out LA. The thing about this is like, if I were Jim and I see AJ like grumbling around backstage looking like Jack Torrance at the end of The Shining, I am 100% (laughs) not going up to him asking for a favor. But Jim is fearless. He's like, whatever, nothing is worse than not getting him to do this. Jim isn't great at reading the room until after the mistake has been made. Yeah. (laughs) Then he's like, oh, whoops. (laughs) Much like Jay showing up late to the party, Jim's understanding is always late to the party. They are, they're simple men, but we love them. So uh, after this, we see Meechin and the Good Brothers, and they're like, hey, Jay, what's up? And he's like, don't worry about it. And walks away grumbling something about how the Meat Puppets never got the attention they deserved. So (laughs) he is on one. This is like an after school special where like the nice, happy, normal, athletic kid smokes weed once and turns <laughs> into like this crazy drug addicted dude and his nice, normal youth group friends are like, hey, buddy, what's wrong? Don't you want to swing by the church and do the soup kitchen? And he's like, leave me alone. I just want to smoke weed and listen to the devil's music. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He learned it by watching you. He probably did. Um, do you remember that commercial? I do. I learned it oh, from God. you, Dad. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, let's fast forward a bit to the ladies of the evening, and we have Caden and Katana, Caden Carter and Katana Chance versus the Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Sane and Asuka, for the women's tag team title. Mm-hmm. Did the outcome surprise you? No, but it frustrated me because I, I felt like, why did we put them back on Caden and Katana just to take them away? Like, just let the Kabuki Warriors win them from Chelsea and Piper. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, cut out the middleman, you know? Because you can, you can still set up a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, they can still want that title back no matter who it's on. It doesn't have to have come back to them like they forgot what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm always happy to see Caden and Katana. I think they're wonderful, mm-hmm. but. So Kyrie and Asuka are our new women's tag team champions, which throws a lot more gold into damage control. And we'll see more about that later as well. It's really sad too, at the end of the match when like everyone appears to celebrate and nobody wants to hug Bailey. Everything about it is awful. Like every interaction I'm just so uncomfortable. And it's funny because maybe we can talk about this later, but like Bailey sewed all of this, right? She's trying to reap what she sewed, but it's still awful to watch because, you know, we like Bailey no matter what. I think it also triggers this very specific teen girl memory of like your friends group turning on you, doing something mean to you. Like, I don't know. It just feels awful. It does feel awful. Well, you know, it doesn't feel awful. Interactions between Solo, Paul, and Jim Uso backstage. I mean, sometimes I truly believe it feels awful for at least one of them. (laughs) So Paul is there teaching them, teaching Solo the difference between solving 
and fixing because apparently solo is five and doesn't understand the difference i i feel mm -hmm. like paul's really talking down to him here i feel like i don't understand the difference though like please paul talk to me like i'm five because what the hair he is splitting is incredible it's um good. But Solo's thumb just tells him to leave the room. So he does. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you noticed, but he like looked at his thumb. Well, it's like and a dowsing left. rod. You know, it, it tells him where to go. <laughs> Charts, of course. Um, but the line of succession starts at the Royal Rumble. Which is weird because I was pretty sure that the line of succession started with Roman when he said, hey, Solo. Yeah, I thought so you too. But apparently it's malleable. I guess it's very flexible depending on the day. So he leaves Jimmy thinking some thoughts about uh, succession. Very new experience for Jim Uso, who is more of a vibes guy than a thoughts guy. Mm -hmm. Usually thinking about the cars he has to sell, you know, bottom line. And the mahi-mahi he can't get. <laughs> um, so after this, we see Bobby and the Street Profits, and they're going to have a match against the Final Testament. However, I would like to lodge a complaint. Um between the time that like the street profits are introduced and then the final testament happens there's a commercial because that's how they love to do it Naturally. and we see motherfucking hulk hogan talking about how awesome florida is and how he's coming back to the rumble and i'm just like the anxiety i have about hulk hogan returning to the rumble just keeps building and building and building at this point it started to feel really real and like it was some weird partnership between WWE and like the Florida Board of Tourism to involve this man. I was like, what is happening? I know, like Florida, you're not doing yourself any favors, but. He is a, an obvious choice for Florida man though. I mean, he really is. <laughs> he really is. Um, so back to the match. Um, there's a bit of a yikes moment that for me right like scarlet comes and gets right in bobby's face well not right in bobby's yes. face she like stands up to bobby and like he calls carrying a coward because he sent scarlet and i was like bobby that's not okay buddy it's not scarlet it's not. can kick your ass dude scarlet is a treasure she can harness the powers of darkness yeah you don't want to fuck with a witch don't mess with her also you don't know how much she can bench exactly um anyone who can walk around on heels that narrow and that tall she can withstand an insane amount of pain i wouldn't mess with her mm -hmm. i feel like the crowd is not into final testament and not in a boo your heels kind of way but in the same way that they just kind of don't really give a shit about like i was gonna say like austin theory but no. maybe jd mcdonough like they just don't care I think Final Testament needs to do less of this sort of like staged, I mean, all these confrontations are staged, but less of these obvious staged confrontations. I think they need to do what the shield did. Do you remember when the shield would show up two or three times a night and just like wreck shit? I don't. I wasn't really watching during that time. Like they would just appear and ruin things and beat people up. And it was... I don't know, it made them interesting, right? And I think if you had a little of that chaotic energy from the Final Testament, it might go a long way. Maybe they also need cuter dudes. Maybe they do need cuter dudes. I mean, <laughs> Scarlet cannot do everything on the aesthetic front by herself. She can't. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of like, 
uh, I, I always feel like this awkward nervous energy whenever the crowd is just clearly not into something and I just like feel so bad for those people like I felt so bad for Carrie and I was just like you're trying so hard buddy and they are not into this gimmick at all yeah this is his big return and I want it to go I hope it I hope we will all warm on it in the weeks to come but we'll see I know I know I'm crossing fingers for them because I I like Carrie and Scarlet um but he refuses to fight he's like I'm not fighting it's I just wanted to come out here and menace. Mm-hmm. But that's what AOP is for. Yeah. So Bobby and the Street Profits have had enough and they attack and Scarlet activates her best Bella as spider monkey mode and jumps on Bobby's back and, uh, excuse me, yeah, jumps on Bobby's back. I had to think about it. Uh, they all kill Bobby. So Bobby's dead. R.I.P. Bobby. It's great we were here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's contentious you know um it's just it's a little flat right now i think it, i think the problem is i don't buy any of these teams and their current gimmicks that much nope. or i guess i don't i don't feel the menace for the final testament and i've never felt anything interesting about bobby and the street profits together so and i feel really bad about this but like aop the kind of wrestlers that aop are are not interesting to me yeah, it's, it's like it's like bronson reed it's like these like big dudes who yeah it's like i think ivar is kind of an exception because he's sure like nimble in a way that they aren't but it's just like they're just like big and smashy and i don't really like just big and smashy like i just i don't find it interesting i i don't know i haven't i have yet to find a wrestler and i i'm sure if i really thought about it i could but like who's like the big smashy dude who also has like great personality like the big show was a lot of fun he was fun you know i think some of it is too like when your style is big meaty men slapping meat that yeah it really helps to have an outstanding opponent because i mean i remember a while ago we saw a match with bronson reed i don't even remember who was in it anymore but i was like who is this bronson reed he's interesting i'd like to see more of him i haven't seen that bronson reed since but <laughs> like the potential is there but it needs the right setup i think like it needs other ingredients or else it's just chicken breast by itself yeah so i think that's a good way to put it time will tell i guess um well let's get to our main event of the evening we have los angeles night versus solo sokoa let's do it um so uh, LA has all this like momentum right mm -hmm. at the beginning of the match like he's killing it he's kicking Solo's ass and then AJ like I think most of the stuff happens after the match so like AJ attacks and they call the match which I'm always really curious about what the fucking rules are for when they call off a match because sometimes someone from the outside can interfere and they don't call it unless the one of the participants in the match touches the interferer yes like attacks them but like this mean. time it was just like nope we're calling it aj came in and messed things up and it's like i need i know i know once again i'm trying to impose logic where there is none but like i need something i didn't want to say it but <laughs> um you know i think it depends on the timeline it depends on who is there each ref's personal moral code the wind coming out of the northeast i mean it's a lot of things <sighs> it really is 
well, so after the match, after it's kind of bedlam, Jimmy shows up and, you know, kind of delicately slides a chair over to AJ to hit LA with it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I thought, I thought AJ was going to hit Jimmy. I don't know. Did you think that? I did. I thought he was going to I thought I said my principles and take Jimmy out. <laughs> um, but then Randy appears, and of course, in true Randy fashion, he just takes everybody out. That's what he does. Um, Solo attacks. Jimmy tries to run away. Randy grabs him, and then I'm like, "Oh no! Does Randy have momentum? Because you know we talk about the curse of momentum." Yes. And then Los Angeles comes back again. And I really think that because they listen to our award-winning podcast, they are on to, they, they understand that we are onto their momentum trick and now yes. they're trying to change it up. Oh, absolutely. Dad is like those two incredible young women, the top of their field in sports journalism, I, I, like they are on to me and I can no longer be an old dog without new tricks. Yep. Well, we'll figure it dad. out, Dad. Yeah. We always figure it out. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dad. Get it together. Um, so, yeah, that was a quite, it was an eventful SmackDown. A lot happened. Leading us into the Royal Rumble. Did you want to talk about anything else on SmackDown before we rumble it up? No, I, um, as always, am ready to rumble. Okay. I have a little question for you, which probably has a very basic answer, but you ever notice that at these, like, pre-show things they do you know like the hour before the actual event starts they have this like pre-show talk it's always the women who have to run it who have to wrangle these dudes and like ask them questions and get them to answer them it's just like i know that they're like the journalists of the show but like Hmm. you never see byron doing it no no it's always a lady who has to come out and regulate and keep these dudes on topic and it's so gross okay all right there's a training montage for the rumble and the fucking hulk is narrating it i wish the actual like the hulk was narrating it (laughs) we train (laughs) we smash orton smash solo smash cm punk smash this whole thing (laughs) i would love that so much it'd be Mm -hmm. so cute um but you know what out of the darkness comes a bright spot it's pat mcafee it's america's sweetheart pat mcafee were you Um, so excited i was really excited but i honestly do not think i was as excited as michael cole who loves this (laughs) man loves him yeah he does I also it, was really afraid that Pat would fall off his chair. And I love that oh Michael Cole was just as worried that he would fall mm-hmm. off his chair. You don't stand on a spinny chair. You just don't. No, but Pat's an idiot. Yeah. You said he has real golden retriever energy, didn't you? To me, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a golden retriever and yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty much the same. Not a lot going on behind those eyes. Lovable though. Well, the first match is the Women's Royal Rumble, which is not a surprise. Um, I think what was a surprise to me was the number one entrant. I had chosen Bianca. Yeah, and I had Becky, and we were both incorrect. It was Natalia, which, like, 
no no shade in Natalia, but like what a weird choice for the number one entrant. Way to drain all of the suspense. Like, was your actual choice not ready or it, I and I feel so bad because I think Natalia is a great wrestler. Like she really is, is, but she has there's nothing happening with her right now. So why are you just like it's like you had a sparkler and you just dipped it in a glass of water immediately. Like very boring choice, very weird choice. Mm-hmm. Like Natalia is in this weird place. Like my husband and I were talking about it when we watched Raw. We're like, we're always happy to see Natalia. Mm-hmm. We know that Natalia will be remembered as one of the greats of women's wrestling from this era. But yeah. like no one expects anything from her. No one is particularly asking for her. It's like you're right. That was the perfect way to describe it. And I I don't know if they did this to make the number two entrance seem that much more exciting, but I really think the f- number two entrance should have been number one because holy yes! shit, what a way to kick off the rumble with the return of Naomi. And I mean, the crowd agreed with you because they yes. were psyched as hell to see her, as was I. I loved that so much. I've always mm-hmm. loved her. She's always been one of my faves. I desperately want her shoes. She's just so cool and fun to watch. And like, she was so touched. It was so nice. It was really, it was a beautiful homecoming. I was so happy. It really was. Uh, Bailey comes in at number three. And everyone was happy to see Bailey too. Yeah. I mean, she's like a perennial fave. I don't remember anybody really getting sick of Bailey. I mean, maybe a little bit, but um, I don't know if you noticed uh, who was sponsoring the countdown clock. feel bad was it slim jim it was c4 energy oh that's right because it was not prime it was c4 take that logan poo suck it suck it uh number four we have candace laray who i love but i knew wouldn't go anywhere number five jordan grace one of the worst spellings of jordan i've ever seen bless her heart really embarrassing for her (laughs) (laughs) from tna um i don't think she's going to be joining any of the rosters but i mean the the parent company that owns wwe now owns tna as well so maybe there'll be more crossovers i don't know i mean i didn't watch the after press conference but i guess dad was basically saying like the forbidden door is stupid man we should just do what we want it's like that's quite a turnaround however i support it let's blow the forbidden door wide open and pretend it never existed yeah i agree she's great i like jordan grace She's crazy. The bump she took from uh, Bianca. Oh, my God. Uh, Number six, Indy Hartwell. Um, I had a thought after she came out. I was like, it'd be really fun if they did like a tag team rumble. And I don't exactly know what that would look like. But like maybe if you eliminated one of the pair, both of them had to go. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. But I think that could be fun. It's like the oreo oreos presents oreos double stuff tag team rumble (gasps) that's so good dad write that uh, one down or reese's peanut butter cups because they come in a pack of two or twix yes yes kit kat no kit kat's four twinkies (laughs) kit kat presents fatal four-way that would be Mm -hmm. a kit kat one -hmm. are twinkies two in a pack yeah i guess they are no uh well sometimes if you you get twinkies in the vending machine they're or the uh convenience store they're two at a pack if you buy the big box they're one at a pack oh okay twinkie Thank comes you for that. store you're welcome um 
Have you ever had the different flavored Twinkies? No, that's blasphemy. Okay. I've never <laughs> had them. Uh, number seven, Asuka. And after um, Asuka, we have our... Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? I was going to say, Bailey seemed kind of upset by this. Like, uh, there was a plan oh. or something, and Asuka did not... Uh... Yeah, we see a lot of damage control folks come out in the Rumble and, like, there's a vibe. <laughs> I mean, Asuka no-selling the high-five request from Bailey was a vibe. It was just a really <laughs> negative, awful vibe. She's like suddenly Jim Uso who keeps trying to, like, high-five people and no one gives him any <laughs> no love. We see that. It. We see that later on. Um, uh, we have the first elimination, Indy. Bailey Sorry. gets her out. Um, so that was very exciting for Bailey for the night. Then Ivy Nile comes out at number eight. I liked uh, when Ivy came out that Pat got really upset that Corey called her a pit bull and they had to explain to him that she calls herself that. <laughs> he was, he was, he was upset. How dare you? This is the weirdest thing, but like, and it makes no sense, but it didn't happen during the men's rumble, but during the women's rumble, every time I would wait for the music to hit for the next entrant, I would expect to hear, you think you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because I knew it wouldn't be during that. But like every time my brain was like, it's going to be Edge. It's going to be Edge. It's going to be Edge. I mean, I think if you've been a fan during Edge's tenure, you are conditioned to expect to hear You Think You Know Me at Surprising Times. I think so. Now, a return from AEW <laughs> to the Women's Royal Rumble would have been an incredibly surprising return. But I am here for it. If China could enter the Men's Rumble, Edge can enter the Women's. Fine. <laughs> oh man. Um, number nine, we have Katana Chance. Number ten is Bianca. And then eleven. I can't believe Bianca was so late, honestly. I know. Um, and eleven we have Kyrene Kyrie Sains. We have our second member, well, third member of damage control out. Mm -hmm. I was starting to get curious. Was the betrayal going to happen? I was right? ready. Uh, second person eliminated is Candice LeRae. No surprises there. I didn't see who, I didn't write down who, uh, eliminated her. I usually It was do. a collection of damage control. It was. Okay. Thank you. Uh, number 12 was Tegan Knox. People weren't super excited about that, but no. I like Tegan just no. fine. Um, when Natalia tried to eliminate her. <laughs> yeah. Things got heated there for a minute. And then Tegan was like, ah, Uno reverse card. Suck it. <laughs> And then she got thrown out by Bailey. <laughs> oh, man. The circle um, was broken. It's true. Katana didn't have to wait long until Caden, her partner, came out at number 13. Mm -mm. So those two were in the ring, and that was great. They started doing tag team things together. Uh, Kyrie ended up hanging by a thread. Like her. It was. I thought she was going to recover it. I really did. I did, too. So... When she first came over to me, it was very obvious that her foot touched the ground. And then we were like, nope, 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 nope. And I'm like, guys, I, we saw it. Her foot touched the ground. But then we just went through with like the agonizing, is she in, is she out? And I was like you, I thought they were going to pull her back in. Well, and do you think she wasn't supposed to go out then? I don't know. I mean, it, I don't think it would have made any difference when she no. went out. So... I always wonder about stuff like that, though. Me too. I'm always curious about like how it's supposed to work. <laughs> um, and then Asuka's eliminated, like just lickety split right after. So Kabuki Warriors are out. 
Not a great showing from the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, number 14, Chelsea Green comes out in a very Lisa Frank-inspired outfit. Mm-hmm. Bright and colorful. And then... Very bad spelling jordan is eliminated by bianca i would pay good money to see bianca and jordan have a rivalry i mean they are strong ladies like two incredible powerhouses who are also fast agile like what a great series of matches that would be that would be really fun at number 15 piper niven and she saves chelsea she did. It was really cute. Like she makes that cute little joke, like she's gonna drop her, and it's like, "I know uh-uh, you're okay." I love that. That was really funny. It's pretty great. Sixteen, we see Zia Lee, who we haven't seen for like five years because she got like kicked out for doing too many spin kicks to people's heads. She like totally disappeared. She was grounded for a while, and now she's back, looking like an aggressively unpleasant bird. She was spin kicking it up in there. I, I I think that spin kick's cool. It is cool. I agree. Uh, Zelina Vega comes out with a major contraption attached to herself. Very very light, blinky. I I don't know what it was. There's probably it probably was a reference to something, and I'm just not cool enough to know what it was. She is a big nerd, so I'm guessing it yeah. was anime or video games because most of her cosplay comes from anime and video games. Yeah. Uh, at number 18, we have Maxine Dupree. Um, I had thought she was going to come last. I remember that. I was like, maybe she'll be the last one. But um, And then Piper eliminates uh, Caden Carter. Very sad. So one half of, I thought they had a fun name, but they don't. It's just Caden. <laughs> Caden Carter and Katana Chance. <laughs> one half's gone. <laughs> um, at 19, we have Nia Jax. Nobody cares. She eliminates Zaya Lee and Ivy Nile. I knew how this would go, right? I was like, Nia's going to come out and she's going to eliminate a bunch of mid-card wrestlers. And lo and friggin' behold. I was really worried at this point, though. I really was. Like, her going through and just randomly eliminating lots of people. I was like, this is... I don't want this to turn out poorly. Well, so she at one point picks up Piper Niven in the sloppiest body slam I have ever seen and almost mm-hmm. drops her and i'm like yeah. look i'm not saying i'd be good at this if i did it for a living naya but you are getting paid to do this and i don't think a body slam is like advanced ap math for your profession well and if you're not strong enough to lift her don't lift her lift someone else mm-hmm. right like yeah that seems like the number fucking one rule it's your job to be strong enough to work with the person you're working with and it's it's totally fine to modify your style and it's not a size thing right because later we see not to get too far ahead someone come out and do an incredible feat of power lifting yeah safely yeah so <sighs> um okay so at number 20 we have Shotzi who's very she excited is. to be there and her hair is growing back she's got like nails it's good for going her. fast yeah um in the meantime bailey eliminates maxine naya eliminates piper and katana so Mm -hmm. my concern is growing even further because naya just keeps eliminating people finally at number 21 we have becky i know i was this is another entry that was later than i thought much 
but it's always nice to see Becky. Yeah, she almost immediately eliminates Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at 22, we have Alba Fire. 23, Shayna Baszler. 24, Valhalla, who is immediately upstaged by R-Truth. <laughs> okay, so I have two things I'd like to say about this. I have feelings as well. Go ahead. The first is I wrote down what Michael Cole said when Valhalla's music hit. And he said, oh, I, didn't hear it. I am begging her to wear the antlers. Oh, yeah. I am begging her to wear the antlers. Yes, yes, yes. She has been antlerless for weeks. He loves those antlers so much. Whoever gets Cole liquored up before pay-per-views, thank you. You were doing <laughs> God's work. It's our truth. Maybe it is. So our truth is the second thing. Um, I hated this. I hated it. I found it like I, I understand why they did it, right? Because it's a bit and our truth has been doing this bit, but it felt very much like that one dude that ran into the women's money in the bank match. James, yes. Whatever. James Ellsworth. Yes. It's like the same thing. I don't I, I I don't like that Valhalla totally got upstaged. Like I love our truth, but this wasn't it. This was like Santina competing. Oh god. And winning, I believe, a women's event. Oh god. Did she like, I'm pretty she... sure. Um I and I think that this could have been done. Like there were a lot of women who were in there for a long time, right? Yeah where it wouldn't have taken anything away from their participation. Like if he had come charging out past Natalia and she was like, what are you doing? No, this is the women's role. Like it would have been funnier then. Yeah. Anyone who was at least in for a while, but Valhalla literally got like 10 seconds and yeah. the whole thing, there was no focus on her except for Cole's excitement about her antlers, which was great. Yeah, it was, I don't it like was it. really weird. Uh, Naya throws him out and then she eliminates Valhalla. So it was just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. No. Um, number 25, we see Meechin and then Zoe Stark is number 26. Mm-hmm. And she and best friend Shayna Baszler eliminate Zelina. I was so caught up in what was happening that I didn't realize there was a group of people there to catch Zelina. And I, I didn't either. Terrified. I was like, oh my God, she's going to die. And then she lived. Yeah. And it was so great. <laughs> I didn't either. I was like, oh God, because they didn't have the camera over there. Yes. Yeah. That was very scary. Number 27, we have little Roxanne Perez, who we haven't seen in a while. She's adorable. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you've seen of her in NXT, but clearly a very big fan of AJ Lee. I haven't seen much of her. Like Does her she aesthetic. do the like, socks and the converse and everything? It's not exactly the same, but she's got a very AJ aesthetic and like a way about her that's very AJ. It's cute. Okay. And then Naya eliminates Shayna and Meechin. So again, anxiety is rising. Fear. Because I'm like, I was just, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be Naya. They want Naya to wrestle Rhea. I just, I hate it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Where are we? Where are we? Sorry. Oh, and uh, Shotzi. She also eliminates Shotzi. Shotzi too. Well, at number 28, kind of a surprise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not a return, I guess, but a surfacing. Jade Cargill Jade. coming out, looking hardcore. Oh my God. 
Like a real life superhero. I know I say it every time, but it's true. Yeah. And she eliminates Naya. She is a superhero. She eliminated Naya Jax. Thank you, Jade. Thank you. When she just sort of hoisted Naya like it was nothing. That was crazy. And she literally like takes one of her arms off and flexes. I'm like, are you shitting me? Are you real? Yeah. Amazing. I hope she's not doing the roids. I'd be real sad. <laughs> don't break my heart. I mean, I don't think she has the roid look. She's not puffy. Roids give you like a puffiness. That's, yeah, she is not puffy. Uh, number 29, Tiffany Stratton. And I learned about Tiffy time and I hate it. Um, I mean, you're supposed to hate it. You are a hundred percent supposed to hate it. I love that Tiffany is Mrs. Ludwig Kaiser. It's my favorite. Are they married now? No, they're just, I think they're just. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that. That's so weird. Uh, well, number 30, the final entrant is a bit of a surprise. It's a return, a return of Liv Morgan. I was so happy. Um, yeah. Sometimes I forget how much I like Liv. I love Liv. I'm excited to see her. I thought she had a burlap sack on for a skirt for a hot second. I was like, what are you her, doing there, Liv? Her outfit was real bad. She's not good with fashion choices, That's but I Liv appreciate was. her spirit. Me too. Um, I was so excited. It was amazing. I'm so glad she's back. I know. I'm. Ex- I'm. Uh, I hope they do something with her. For a hot um, minute, I was like, Liv's gonna win the rumble. It's gonna. And then, like, I was like, I want Liv to win the rumble. I was like, that's not going to happen. Calm down. Well, then I was worried because I was like, well, remember she kind of had that like little weed charge or whatever, and I was like, is she not, is she gonna be able to come back? <laughs> that's just a fine now. Is it really? I mean, if you test for weed, is they just make you pay a fine now? Yeah wow they don't wellness okay. policy you for weed okay um so Liv eliminates zoe and tiffany eliminates uh roxanne mm-hmm. and then jade and bianca have this crazy face off another dream rivalry yes please i know that would be incredible um but they get attacked naomi eliminates becky Ugh, i love you naomi Sadly, Jade eliminated Naomi. And I hope that's not a metaphor for something larger. I know. I mean, they have like all these women that have just like appeared, right? And they're already not really doing much with the women they have. So (laughs) I'm a little concerned. It's well, I'm guessing like the NXT ladies are going back to NXT. Although I feel strongly that Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne are minutes away from making their debut. But you know, they really did inject some new life into this division, so we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, Bailey eliminates Bianca and Tiffany, so no more Tiffy time. This was when I became convinced that Bailey was going to win the Rumble. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be Jade. I feel like that would just be way too much too soon, and, and the same thing with Liv. Um, so Liv eliminates Jade and Bailey eliminates Liv and Bailey wins, setting a new record. Naomi, who they didn't really talk about, also beat Rhea's record. Mm-hmm. Bailey lasted the longest, obviously, but my question is, where was the betrayal? It still has not happened. It's infuriating. It is making me so <laughs> uncomfortable. I just need it to happen. It really is. Just rip off the band-aid. 
Yes. Let's do it. Let's get it over with. Let's get that side ponytail back on. Overall, I really liked the women's rumble. It was a lot of fun. I feel like the women's rumble is consistently really good. I thought that the pacing was better in the women's rumble. I thought surprises were better in the women's rumble. Overall, I have almost zero complaints about it. I really enjoy it. I'm going to give it a 9 of 10, and that loss of one point is because of our truth, not because of any of the women in the Rumble. Yeah, it was great. Well, after the Rumble, we have the Randy versus AJ versus LA Knight versus Roman for the championship. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight championship. I need to know what AJ was doing wearing that jacket. Is he in some sort of biker gang now? Um, he's in a flat earther biker gang. <laughs> they just drive off the edge of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I was a little concerned about AJ's hair because it looked like shit and I've never seen that from him before. He's, he's in it right now. He's really going through something. It's like, Bubby, do you need to talk? Are you all right? Like what's going on? I also thought it was weird that there was like a Slim Jim interlude <laughs> before Los Angeles came out. Like, since when are they doing this at pay-per-views where they like insert a commercial while they're introducing people? Look, I personally love that the most prestigious belt in professional wrestling today was being contested against a backdrop of Slim Jims. I love it. <laughs> End stage capitalism turns me on. And this is a prime example. I am never going to get over long boys. It's just so gross. Boys. <laughs> I don't like it. Although I guess it's kind of fun to think about it in French. It would be like long bois. So <laughs> that makes me feel better. What if like we propose the long boys classic and only dudes over like six, <laughs> four can be in it. That would be amazing. It's just for tall dudes. <laughs> um, so I didn't go super detailed with this one like I did with the rumble because the rumble I think requires a bit more detail, but there was a weird landing that AJ, uh, that LA took on AJ's knee that looked really awful at one point. It looked painful um, yeah, for everybody. There were some like tense moments when, so there was a moment in this match, like, okay, spoilers, Roman retains, right? That's how the match ends. You predicted that he would. I went with my heart and said, Randy. But there was like a moment when I was watching the match where it was like, oh, maybe. And then I was like, there's no way. They're not going to take Roman's title away this way. Like, it's just not going to happen. So it kind of, I like the match, but sometimes it just feels like moot. This is the problem with this for me, right? Like, I mean, Roman's been champion for almost 1300 days. Congratulations. Um, but matches like this have no suspense for me anymore because I'm like, oh, Roman's no. going to win. Like, the match was good. They did a great job. It just doesn't matter because I know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, they did a great job. I think, and maybe that's what it was because I feel like normally this match would have been, like, really exciting for me. But yeah. I was just like, it's fine. I Like, I found KO and uh, Logan Paul's match much more fun. I was more um, emotionally invested in that match. And maybe that's what it was. It's not necessarily the quality of the match. I was just like, okay, this isn't that interesting to me. That might have been what it was. I don't know. No, I, I really think there's something to that. That like if you're not 
if you don't get to that point in a pay-per-view match where you're like, I have forgotten that this is scripted and I am on the edge of my seat biting my fingernails, yeah. then it's that's not the yep. same experience. Yeah. So um, do you want to move forward to the match where we were on the edge of our seats biting our fingernails? Kevin almost said Kevin Paul. Kevin Owens <laughs> versus Logan Pooh. I want to talk about that sign in the crowd that said Prime sucks. <laughs> I wrote that down as the first note I made. I was laughing so hard. Like, yes, you yeah, are a good person. Uh, so <laughs> um, earlier in the day, I sent Jillian a photo from the grocery store of some dented cans of Prime energy <laughs> drink. And I was like, do you think this is a good omen? <laughs> um, I hope so. It wasn't. I know. <laughs> It wasn't a good omen, Logan Pooh one, which sucked. Um, I did notice Drew put out a, I don't know if it was a reel. It was on his Instagram where he was like, it's arm day or whatever. And he's, you see him like drinking prime. And I just wanted to throw him through a wall. I mean, it's okay. I don't want to get into Monday night right now, but Drew is doing some incredible heel craft right now. <laughs> And there's nothing more heelish you could say as Drew McIntyre this week that we're going to tear up the triceps while you drink a prime energy drink. Literally, he was there with his cat. If he had stepped on his cat's tail on purpose, I guess that would have made it worse. <laughs> Holy I shit. He, I love that he has a cat. I know. And I also love that he gently patted the cat and then politely pulled the remote away <laughs> so the cat wouldn't be hurt. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was great. Oh man. Um, so I, I had this feeling like listening to Logan Paul's entrance music, which I really hadn't noticed before, I think, cause I was always too busy seething with hatred, but yeah. he has like, I think he wants his music to be singable kind of like in a Cody way, because it's just like one long, whoa, it's not happening. LP. Nobody likes you. I mean, the thing is, um, you are, the light between the way people feel about you and the way people feel about Cody Rhodes that it will not touch for a million years. It's just not <laughs> happening. Nope. nope. Um, and the way he was announced, right? So from Puerto Rico by way of Cleveland. Cleveland. So I interpreted that from his tax shelter in Puerto Rico yes! by way of the rock and roll hall of fame, Logan Paul. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh God. The match starts and KO is just whipping ass, right? And I so knew satisfying. that it never goes well when that happens, right? That's always a bad. It's like in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. If a team scores really early on, it's not a great sign. It usually means they're going to lose later. I don't know why that is, but it just seems to be the way it works. And that was the vibe I was getting from this. Yeah. Can I tell you, though, like as Valentine's day approaches and men around the country with female partners are asking, what does my lady want? Women don't want flowers or chocolate or jewelry. We want to see Kevin Owens murder Logan Paul in the ring. That's all I want. That's and all maybe I like want. a, one of a, a WWE shirt that I pick out, but like, yeah, that would be nice. But seriously, just the beat down gets it done. It really does. It really does. I was so satisfied. I mean, I picked KO to win, of course, because I will never pick Logan Paul, but I was just like, I'm going to enjoy this while it lasts. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the way the match ended? I mean, I, so I expected some effery in this match. Yes. And of course, like this 
Jeff dude shows up and then like Grayson Waller and Austin Theory show up and they don't seem to know what to do with Jeff. And Pat McAfee is like, they are here to legitimize Jeff, which I still don't know what that means, but I've been thinking about it all week. And then of course there's the brass knuckles. Um, yeah. Look, KO cheated and he got caught in the cheat. Yeah. But sometimes you're not going to have an actual victory. You're going to have a moral victory and it's almost just as good. He didn't get to hit him with the brass knuckles, though, did he? Which is makes he me did sad. Hit it. No, I think you're. No, he did hit him once with the brass knuckles. Oh, did he? Okay, because I know he had him like in a hold or something, and that's how the ref spotted. It. Oh, when he had him pinned. Yes. And then yeah. instead of yeeting them, he was like, "I'll just, I'll just keep wearing these because they feel nice." And he got busted. <laughs> okay, oh, it's so dumb. Not, not <sighs> great. Not great. But we get to see Logan Paul further beat it up, beat it up, beaten up. Mm-hmm. after the match because KO was pissed. So I appreciated that. And there's this great moment where like Logan is just trying to grab a Kleenex or something. I don't it's know so what's going weird. on. And then KO, KO threatens him again, but just like grabs a cough drop and leaves. And I was like, this is classic <laughs> KO. This is amazing. So <laughs> grabs a cough drop. Where were these tissues and cough drops? Who has a cold? What's going on? If I was an announcer, there is no way I would go out there without <laughs> halls. Holy crap. Yeah, they were probably like Coles or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would need to have like, I don't know how they do it because I would need like 50 bottles of water, 75 cans of Diet Pop. I'd have to go to the bathroom 18 times. Like, like I don't know how they do it. Every week we record this podcast and I come with a family size economy pack of Hall's cough drops from Costco, a soda, a water, and I still spend 48% of the time on mute hacking. So like, yeah, bring the Hall. <laughs> Oh, man. After this match, dumb Hulk Hogan doing commercials for St. Pete Clearwater makes me absolutely want to avoid that place. Uh, Again, ratcheting up my anxiety about a potential Hulk Hogan return to the men's rumble. Let's get to the men's rumble. Let's do it. My one prediction that came true. Joseph Uso's number one entrant. It's just him, Us. It was just him. He's first in the rumble. It was just him amazing it was great it was perfect it was was exactly what i expected it to be that's how you start a rumble this was like i mean i don't want to jump ahead but having him and jim be number one and two the perfect you're right the perfect way to start it like the showdown the silly yeet no yeet the look Mm -hmm. of hurt on jay's face when jimmy's music it was perfect yeah it was everything I just wrote, I love this. Yes. I didn't love Jimmy's weird vinyl pants, but you know. But, but Jimmy does. James is going to James. Um, number three is Grayson Waller, question mark. It's kind of an interesting choice to throw out with these two, but what are you going to do? He's here. Um, He's here. We have a big return at number four. I did not recognize him at first, the music I didn't recognize, and then I realized who he was. Andrade. Incredible mask on Andrade. That mask is fucking cool. Work of art. Seriously. Andrade is back. Not super shocking given that his spouse works for WWE, but Andrade is back. He looks and... great. Yeah. He does. It's it's uh he shows up on Raw later. I'll mention it now so I don't forget because I probably don't forget. Later on Raw, we see him signing. So he's mm-hmm. gonna be a roster on the roster. 
big ad for Adam Pierce. And I mean, it, it seems like Nigel's pretty annoyed, but like he has something big coming too. So Nick. Yeah, I'm sorry. I always <laughs> in my head, I confuse Nigel McGuinness and Nick Aldis and there's no reason for it except that they're both British. Who's um Nigel? McGinnis? Nigel McGuinness is also he was a wrestler and now he's on commentary oh. for AEW and they're not the same. They're okay. just white men who are British and speak sometimes. But to be fair, men all look alike to me. So, do you remember when we would watch wrestling and I thought every British wrestler was this one guy and I can't remember his name and I kept asking you every time, is that him? Who did I think it was? I can't remember, but I do remember the situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, if it comes back to you, that's what I, I hope it was the British um, bulldog. I hope it was without fail the British bulldog. It wasn't the British. It was. It was just like a dude name. It was like a first and last name. But um, so Andrade's back at number five. We have Carmelo Hayes. Everybody loves Carmelo Hayes. But I mean, also, while he did not appear in the Rumble. On uh, SmackDown, everyone loved Trick Williams when he came out to oh, support yeah. Carmelo Hayes. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, people love the shit out of Trick Williams. I was disappointed that Trick did not make it to the Rumble, but his showing on SmackDown was incredible. So I know. I honestly thought he'd be in there. I was kind of surprised. I would have like swapped him out with somebody. Grayson Waller, for example. There you go. Um, So Melo eliminates Grayson Waller. That's our first awesome. elimination. Number six, my boy. Shinsuke Nakamura I loved so much that the crowd kept singing his song even after they cut off his music yes they love him this crowd had exquisite taste they really they did. were great Shinsuke's theme song is fucking cool so it's like it's very easy to sing along to Logan Paul take notes hmm. what if Logan Paul and Shinsuke like joined like started a stable together I would be so torn I would be really disappointed. I mean, Logan would bring nothing to that stable but energy drinks. So I don't. <laughs> I don't want Shin drinking those energy drinks. They're unsafe. And dumb faces. Logan Paul makes the dumbest faces. Ugh. Okay. That's the stimulants, I'm pretty sure. It's like a six-year-old. Um, yes. Number seven, Santos. Uh, he breaks Carmelo Hayes in half and then faces off with Andrade. Yeah, he tries to have like a little reunion with Andrade and Andrade is like, I don't know her. It was like an important uh, moment, right? Because it was like, okay, what side's Andrade going to be? Heel or face? And Andrade was like, no, thank you. I'm going to pass on that, Santos. I'm on. Santos was like, what? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Um, number eight, Karrion Cross. Number nine, Dominic. I kind of really paid attention this time you know dominate like all the the individual um like they all have their wraiths right? yeah and then when it's yes. individual his is so stupid this is amazing bite your tongue it's the best one that isn't our truth i love that it's like wearing plaid and like breaks its chains because he was in jail that's the stupidest look i love it so much he escaped the carceral pipeline i am proud of dom dom it's <laughs> amazing break those chains booby oh my god uh number 10 we have carlito carlito Car santos is so mad about this too he really was um i was kind of grossed out by when he when he spit the apple in santos's face 
that was kind of yucky. And then he I mean, threw that's, him out. So. That's his thing, though. Like, spitting. I know. Look, Carlito spits in the face of who? People um, who don't want to be, to cool. be cool. Yeah. Does Santos want to be cool? I think he does want to. I think that's the thing. <laughs> he wants people to like him. He does. He does. It's true. But yeah, chewed up food getting spit in your face. Like, I'll, I'll take the mist instead. So the chewed up apple is disgusting. But the fact that that apple was like nestled in his junk on the way to the ring, that's fine. We're not worried about that at all. I assume he had like the the little underwear that they wear under their little tiny pants so it was like in that separate space like for example when i played tennis there were little like underwear that you would put over your underwear and i had a pouch for you to put the ball in or you could put an apple in there <laughs> you could put an apple in there i think it would fall out though and then you'd <laughs> slip on and die but um but to be fair the pouch was not in front where your junk is it was on the side on your hip but i see <laughs> that's your lesson you. um bobby comes out at number 11 and there was a hot moment where we thought carlito was out because he's like outside of the ring but he wasn't yes. actually over the top rope so i was confused at that you're just wandering <laughs> um bobby eliminates carrion mm-hmm. sorry carrion and then aop come out to menace and distract and it's like are you really scaring anybody i don't did anyone really feel scared of these guys i don't think they did no, I mean, I feel like this is the more chaotic energy I'm looking for, but it doesn't yes. feel particularly menacing. I We're not there yet. We're just not there. Well, I saw something I don't think I've ever seen before in a rumble. I don't think. Um, Carrion, who had already been eliminated, eliminated Bobby. This has happened before, and okay. I think they try to use it sparingly. It's but you can, great. Be, like, you can be eliminated by anyone. So I mean, it's no DQ, so that just like some hoser can come and yank you over the top top rope, and you're done for. Mm-hmm. I I'd think be it's so mad. <laughs> I think it's like a classic move for a heel who has been eliminated to be like, "Screw all of you," and just like, yep. if I can't have it, no one can. They will. Uh, street profits come out to help, so I don't know if you know. Like, I know they like to do some of these things to kind of plant the seeds for rivalries, because they're already still trying to do that with a uh, final testament, which is a name that really troubles me and um street profits so you know i'm sure this is not the uh last we will see of this absolutely not no um number 12 mr tiffy time ludwig comes ludwig. out my favorite part of this is how offended he is by all the nonsense happening as he's trying to make his entrance he's just like ugh. what the hell is the this? unwashed Americans. <laughs> uh, a Town Clown is at number 13. And gotta s- comes. Oh, go ahead. I have to say something for A Town Clown. He's been doing okay. this new move, the Ataxia. It's cool. Which is just that real cool. It is cool. It's too good for him. It is cool. I know. I I was like, when I saw it, I was like, have we seen this before? So I'm glad you said it was a new move because I'm like, this is, that's pretty cool. I'm glad he added something to his repertoire. Maybe someday he'll be. Okay, I don't know. Dominic eventually warmed up. I oh, warmed up to Dominic. A Town Clown. Maybe A Town Clown needs to spend some time in the clink. Maybe he does. <laughs> uh, number <laughs> number fourteen, Finn comes out and he eliminates Carmelo Hayes. Very sad. I know. 
Uh, however, don't be sad for long. Oh, I wasn't. Because at number 15 is our hero, Cody, wearing a new jacket. He's feeling fancy. He looked fancy. He was excited. I love that, like, I, I think I made this comment to my spouse when we were watching. I was like, I love that, like, Cody just takes the time to do his whole ass entrance. Like, when there's, and I often wonder, like, I feel like 90 seconds, and I know time is kind of weirdly relative anyway, but, like, is the 90 seconds supposed to start when they get in the ring? Because I swear to God, Cody was in for, like, three seconds before it was already counting down to the next person. So I, I wonder how they do that. I do not know. But I have to say that just like Kevin Owens knows what women want, Cody Rhodes also knows because he immediately eliminated Austin Theory. I know. That was wonderful. Thank you, Thank you Cody. Cody. You continue to be wonderful. The best. Um, speaking of not wonderful, Bronson Reed, number 16. I don't care about him. But he eliminates Andrade, which is sad. So I don't know if they're trying to set something up with these two. Mm-hmm. Number 17 is our dear Kofi. Bless Kofi. Who later, when he gets eliminated, we don't see any Kofi craziness. There was, there was no nothing. Kofi spot. I was like, is it is it because he fell off the chair last year? Because that wasn't his fault. Last year was rough. I I was really sad. I was really looking. I mean, it's one of the things I look most forward to. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, Kofi. It's okay. We still love you. Uh, Cody eliminates Shinsuke. Kofi eliminates Ludwig. So you know, some more bad blood there. Mm-hmm. And number 18 is Gunta. The way that he takes time to yell at Ludwig. <laughs> Amazing. He's, uh, he's got to keep him in line. Such a dick. Um, a- after Gunter's entrance, we keep seeing Jimmy trying to make friends with people. And it's just like the most hilarious thing because everybody knows sells him. Nobody wants to be friends with him. He is just left hanging with so many high fives. It's yes. great. Um, and Gunter eliminates Kofi, which we said, you know, Kofi didn't do anything fancy to get back in the ring. Uh, number 19, Ivar. Which is funny because I barely remember seeing Ivar in the rumble. I was taking so many notes that I'm sure I missed a lot. So I need to watch this twice, but like, I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) He like immediately comes into the ring and like catches Finn because Finn Mm. is like launched himself and he just smashes him. And then he did a little cartwheel. He's very, um, I guess agile is the word. He's like, his spin kick, I love watching him do a spin kick. That dude, you're right. He's one of those exceptions. I will watch Ivar be a big meaty man slapping meat anytime. Yeah, he's great. Um, Number 20 is Bron Breaker, who I think has one of the dumbest names in wrestling. Um, Yeah. He's like... I know he's an NXT dude. I don't really know anything about him because I don't really watch NXT. But, like, is he really popular over there? He's a big deal there. He was their champion for a long time. Do you remember the Steiner brothers? Uh Uh-huh. So Rick Steiner is his dad. Oh. Which I think is why he wears that terrible Trapper Keeper onesie. It's like a little homage. Oh. To dad. Okay. Um, yeah, Braun is a big deal in NXT, and I, I enjoy him. And I, I saw some rumors that Braun basically filled the spots that Brock Lesnar was supposed to have filled. And I thought yeah, he was Yeah, that was, that was something, 
did I forget to mention I was going to mention at some point? I was. Yeah, I had heard that Brock Lesnar was supposed to be there. I can't imagine why he wasn't. It's crazy. <laughs> imagine. It's crazy. We'll probably address that at some point. Um, I thought that's why they had Pat McAfee, honestly. Yeah, Who I saw that too. That like Pat was a little bit of a time killer. Um, so Braun eliminates Jimmy and Finn, which yep. I'm sad about because I love Jimmy. 21 we see omas they dragged him out of storage poor omas who like gets you know two minutes of airtime every 10 months or so yeah um pat mcfee was shitting himself about omas so you know um he eliminates bronson reed mm-hmm. and then ivar is eliminated by Braun breaker after he does this sort of like mid-air spear to ivar that was just like awesome yeah awesome <laughs> uh number 22 your boy pat mcafee yeah this was a very pat moment it was pretty funny i enjoyed it like, i laughed i did yeah it was pretty cute um so he eliminates himself <laughs> you know what you gotta know you gotta know what you want in this life and what pat wanted was to sit down and i respect he that knows when to hold them knows when to fold them knows when to away and when to run Yes. Thank you. And he ran. He never counts as um, sitting at the table. Look. Look, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done, okay? Pat, Amen. So. Amen. <laughs> um, so after that, Braun eliminates Omas. Mm-hmm. Which Omas was sad about. Number twenty-three. JD McDonough. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> for many reasons but i hate him yeah um i have to say i got kind of creeped out by how like and this is like a general thing i get creeped out when dudes do this but he was just like so grossly aggressive and like so into being really aggressive and i don't Mm. i just find that really yucky but i know it's wrestling i get it um cole talking nonstop about his own record in the rumble got really tiring it's like cole i think you mentioned this five times in the last 30 seconds we heard you it's fine we acknowledge you he is also your uncle who blew out his knee in high school but otherwise would have gone to the nfl um there was a point where pat called omas not a real human and i found that very troubling and i was like pat mcafee i know you're it's hard to do announcements like yeah i just stay away from that kind of commentary buddy i knew what he meant yes in his simple five-year-old way he meant this man is an action figure this man is godzilla this man is but it's like pat you gotta you gotta think before you make Mm -hmm. the words Mm -hmm. yeah uh number 24 is is our boy our truth finally found his way to the correct rumble he did Um, it he did it he threw jd back in the ring mm-hmm. but jay uh eliminated him because jay's also a giver he is a giver uh and then we have this moment where true thinks he's in a tag team match and he's trying to get dom to tag him in and he gets tagged in and you know hilarity ensues mm-hmm. um number it. 25 the miz so we have uh awesome truth back in the ring and they face off for a, a hot second the miz and, and our truth and then they're friends again it's nice it's nice did they do like a little move or something they did they did their awesome truth kind of like they used to do that when they were a tag team that's so cute yeah um 
Truth saves Dom from Miz. So, you know, a little tension there. Mm-hmm. And then some sad things happen. Yeah, this was really tough. So, number 26, Damien comes out. Yeah. What happens? Um, well, I'm really disappointed to say that Damien immediately eliminates our truth and the crowd really takes it poorly. I, I was really with him. I was like, why are you ruining your revenue stream, Damien? He was bringing money in hand over fist. It's like, dude, if, if you wanted to be a heel, like all the way again, congratulations. I firmly believe you have done that. Yeah, he really, he, it's like he kicked a puppy. Like it's, it's rough. No I one's really, on his side. I really wanted one of those, like you fucked up. You fucked up chance to start. Because he <laughs> did. He did. He, he did. It's not okay. Uh, after that sadness, we have number 27, CM Punk, uh, who really looks like someone's tired dad who also happens to wrestle. Like, that's all I see when I look at him. I'm just like, he's somebody's dad and he's not somebody's dad. I don't think he has any kids. Do you ever, do you ever see that clip from a post AEW event press conference when he was there and he's like eating something and he's like, I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. (laughs) It's like, first of all, relatable, Phil, relatable, but that is the error that he always has. It is. Uh, He eliminates Dom. And then pleasant surprise, not like super surprise, but pleasant surprise, number 28, Ricochet. We haven't seen him in a minute. I am ashamed to say I kind of forgot about Ricochet, but I'm very happy to see him again. I think at some point I was like, oh, what if Ricochet comes back? But was he injured? I don't remember. They just like stuck him under a rug somewhere for a while. Um, Gunter eliminates Miz in the meantime. Number 29 is our boy Drew McIntyre. Yes. Who also does the unforgivable. Oh, sorry. He doesn't do the unforgivable. Gunter does the unforgivable and eliminates Jacef, which was sad because I, I would have been so pleased if Jay had won. I knew he wouldn't, but I would have been very pleased if he had won. I had a stunning moment of realization um when jay was eliminated where i was like i would be okay with cody losing if it was because jay won like i really felt it and i guess it's just because i love jay and i i feel like he doesn't get the same level of recognition that cody gets but he deserves it yeah he's definitely an underdog in that situation yeah right like cody is definitely on top of the mountain currently and jay's just like still working his way up and everybody's supporting him and I don't mean to imply that Cody doesn't deserve it, but like Jay should be right there. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't think you were implying that Cody doesn't deserve it. I don't think no any of our listeners will ever think that. Either. No one would, as I drink from my little Cody cup, <laughs> no one would think that. Um, And then number 30, the busiest of bodies has returned. Sammy Zayn. he is ready to rejoin the busybody boy squad he is here for it (laughs) he's been away too long uh drew eliminates ricochet sammy eliminates priest drew eliminates sammy so sammy didn't last too long (laughs) no but you know it's always exciting to see sammy it is he's got to ease his way back in punk eliminates drew and then it's that Cody, Gunther, and uh, CM Punk left. And I was like, this is quite a trio. 
Yes, I was on the edge of my seat. You have no idea. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, really, I don't think they would give it to Gunther, but like, he's a possibility because dude's Absolutely. amazing. And I mean, the the rumble is often a moment where this dude who is like huge, but not mm-hmm. necessarily a consistent main eventer has that moment. So this is a perfect opportunity for Gunther. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, Cody eliminated him. <laughs> so, Not that unfortunate. Um, and then there's, you know, Cody and Punk battling it out for quite a while at the and end was, of this. It was fun. I enjoyed these two together. It was fun. It was stressful. At yeah. some point, I had a moment of clarity. I don't know what it was because I had chosen CM Punk to win. But at some point, I had this moment where I was like, they're not going to give it to CM Punk. Like, it's got to come out more. Like, there has to be more stuff that happens. Do you know when I knew? When? I knew when Punk turns to the camera and says, I didn't wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid. And I was like, oh, you're being a huge dick. You're not going to win this. This is your comeuppance, <laughs> Phil. Um, well, Cody eliminated CM Punk and has back-to-back wins. Only three other gents have done that. I know. It was, uh, it was a big moment in our household, as you can imagine. There was yelling, there, there were some tears, and there was a lot of drama in this home. It was very exciting. And immediately Cody is like pointing up to where Roman Reigns is. He's like, I'm going to beat your ass. It's like, uh, hey, Roman, do you remember the story? Guess what? It is choose your own adventure. And I have chosen mine. And it is you. He is on notice. He is turning to page 58 and he is on his way. (laughs) Overall, I really enjoyed the rumble. It was not like, holy shit, amazing nonstop, but I, I had a lot of fun and I will miss it until it comes back around next January. I mean, the truth is even a bad rumble is a good rumble to me. Yeah. I had a lot of anxiety about the ending because when it just came down to Cody and punk, I was like, the crowd's mm-hmm. going to turn on Cody and they're going to like, I was worried about that too. And I, all I could think about was the year that um, Roman Reigns won the Royal rumble but Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, as he goes by now, had been eliminated earlier by Batista and like the crowd just turned on Roman and hated him for it. Like it was somehow his fault. And I was just like, this is going to be the same thing and I'm going to lose my mind. But that didn't happen. They were like, they were behind Cody and it was amazing. I'm glad it didn't happen. Me too. Well, Royal Rumble 2024 has come and gone. It is time to move on to the Raw after Royal Rumble. You ready to get Raw? I have never been more ready to get Raw. So ready. Raw opens with a personal attack on yours truly. And I'd like to address it tonight. Yeah. Serious stuff. Actually, not only a personal attack on me, but all Michiganders specifically, Bailey swanning around in her San Francisco's 49ers jacket the day after the beloved Detroit Lions who had finally made it were one game away from the Super Bowl and they lost this is this is a hard moment for you culturally personally and I'm just really sorry you had to see it 
Thank you. I was so sad Sunday night. <laughs> it was rough. Um, it yeah. was rough. But let's talk about happy things. Pat McAfee is on Raw, and he is now the announcer with Michael Cole. So new announced team. Um, and I mean, I guess this was the note I had left about, you know, apparently Brock was supposed to show up at the Rumble. So we have Pat McAfee. He is here. And um, I didn't realize he was the new permanent announcer right away. I have such mixed feelings about this because I love Pat. I really do. Like he makes me laugh constantly, but I I worry that he'll be too much. Well, and I'm, I'm wondering if like the announced team with Colt was like too much overshadowing of Michael Cole before. Like, I feel like, cause it was like Corey and Kevin Patrick and Cole for a while. And it's like, Corey's a big personality. Cole's a big personality. And then you have like little baby Kevin Patrick in there. <laughs> and it just seemed like it was too many big personalities. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Too much energy, I guess. It'll, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how this works out. I, I don't know. I, I just want to make sure that Wade Barrett has a soft landing on the SmackDown. Yes side of things and i you know i didn't love kp on commentary but didn't hate him either i just thought he was fine yeah he's just fine yeah i i think i think wade barrett will be okay i hope so anyway i think he does a really good job i'm here for him well a bit of a somber moment happens cm punk comes out and he is in a sling it's a bummer and at first i was like is this real (laughs) so spouse looked it up he tore his triceps like and this on his right arm and apparently before years ago he did it on his left arm so he's been through it um and he stares wistfully at the mania sign yeah he congratulates cody and is like hey everybody and he says this like twice (laughs) don't feel sorry for me guys (laughs) This was a... And then tells a weird story. It felt really weird. Weird places. Like, I mean, his friend sounds like a good dude going through bad times. But I was like, this is... Like, yeah, nobody thinks that you are suffering like a cancer survivor suffered. Well, and I, I don't know. Maybe don't use your friend's story to, like further your own story it feels it just felt really strange i know that's not what he was trying to do necessarily no but it's like, i i think he was trying to like draw attention to people who are inspiring in his life and who he yes. considers to be like what they do is more valuable like he talked about his friend who's a firefighter yes and i was like he said talked about people with real jobs like teachers and garbage men and i was like i get that you are emotional and i feel so bad (laughs) for being judgy about this but like if someone cared about you they would come out and put their arm around you and take you away why and if someone didn't they would have gotten the big hook yes that too (laughs) sorry i spoke over you you're fine yeah it just felt weird to me i mean i his intentions were very pure and i know that he was very sad but it's just like buddy 
you don't have to say all the words that come into your head. You really don't. Um, so I feel like he could still show up at WrestleMania. And I mean, later on in this segment, he like talks about how he's going to show up at WrestleMania. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like, I mean, I guess it could be wishful thinking, right? But like, I think it is wishful thinking. I, I do not think that Punk is going to be wrestling at mess wrestlemania do i think he could be there in some capacity yes as someone who has a fucked up muscle uh three months ain't enough time <laughs> right right we'll just say like, that much dude did some damage i kind of i don't want to see when it happened but i am curious like when it happened you know yeah because he kept what? going like it wasn't like he tore it right at the end <laughs> They are so tough. Like wrestlers as a group are so tough. They do things like Cody lost a tooth during the rumble. CM okay. Punk I thought I saw a tooth on the mat. Cody really lost a tooth. Okay. He really I lost thought I tooth. saw a tooth fly out of his mouth. Like Punk tore his tricep. Either of those things happens to me. Oh, I'm going to be like, excuse me. Someone needs to come get me and take me home and call my mom. Cody had a no tooth way. knocked out. Oh my God. I That's hope he got awesome. it put in. Maybe I hope he put it in a glass of milk and took it to the dentist. I hope so do you, too. Do you remember that little cartoon on TV from when you were a kid? Put I it in a glass of milk. milk. It was a dinosaur. I had a tooth put in a glass of milk when I was a kid. Really? One of your like, yeah. adult teeth got knocked out? Yeah. Um, I was feeding my dog and he was really excited and I leaned over and he like bopped my chin and oh, popped funny. out one of my, and it was like hanging and I had to like hold it in the, the cup and they shoved it back in. And that's why my bottom teeth look like a buckling old wall around a castle. <laughs> he knocked out your tooth by bumping you on the chin. Oh my God. He that must slammed have hurt so bad. My, I mean, it was a very large dog, but he slammed my jaw closed and it like, uh -huh. I've had that happen. Oh God. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you got it put back in. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Milk saved the day. Milk does a body good <laughs> in so many ways. Um, in all of this emotion, who shows up to support CM Punk in his time of need to lend a sympathetic ear, a shoulder to cry on? Thoughts and prayers, Drew McIntyre. This is an inspirational moment. I mean, it really is because we learned something powerful here. Um, I found his walk like to the ring really weird. It was like kind of stiff and like, I don't know. He looked strange. Um, I had a thought though, that I wish Drew carried around his own microphone that was like sword shaped. Like, so he had like a tiny sword on. <laughs> yes, please. A little Angela. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. Of course he turns this entire thing about CM Punk into a story about himself because he is problematic. He has sick friends too. Okay, punk, like step aside. It's Drew time. Um, but here's what we learn. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew Drew McIntyre is not a spiritual man. Okay, he doesn't. He doesn't really like believe in God necessarily. He doesn't really. You know, he's never really thought there was a higher power up there. But now he's starting to believe because he prayed for CM Punk's arm to fall off. 
so the evangelicals were right. The power of prayer is real. And according to Drew, God is good. That's amazing. This is the shittiest thing I've ever heard a heel say. And honestly, amazing. Do you have the exact wording? No, I just, okay. I just wrote I, down that he prayed for this and it happened. I think that's what he must have said. Because I wrote down like he prayed for CM Punk's arm to fall off. Oh, man. Drew. I love that he's just ramping this up. He's really taking a good angle with this. This is pretty fun to watch. He is a consummate heel at this point. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. So he's going to find his way into the main event of WrestleMania. I'm not sure how he's going to do that, but he's going to find a way. Um, And CM Punk says he's going to rehab his arm and murder Drew McIntyre. So we're in for a fun ride over the next few months. Um. The following sequence horrified me on every possible level because they just started beating up on his arm. Well, Drew started beating up on CM Punk's arm. And I'm like, that had to have been fucking excruciating. So I think the thing is, it probably was. But my understanding is once it's torn, you can't actually make it worse. Because I remember when Cody tore his pack, that's why he but, did the match with yeah. Seth anyway. Because it's like, well, you can't make it worse. It's like, there are other things that can happen. Yeah exactly like, like it just it hurts yeah it, it had to have hurt right like i don't know i maybe so bad for him maybe they i'm sure him, drew like, is like pulling his stomps you know yes but like yeah it's still contact. like your arm got slammed on the ground any contact Ugh. has to be excruciating um but you know what while this is happening Busybody Sammy to the rescue. He's not back five minutes and already he's up in everybody's business. Oh, it's so good to have you back, Sammy Zane. The Busybody Boy Squad is in the house and uh, <laughs> Sammy is not going to let this stand a minute longer. I love it so much. He couldn't wait to get back and crusade for justice. Yeah. He's like, I need to come back from this vacation. I'm sick of not uh, getting in people's way. <laughs> Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful opener. So, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities now. I mean, the road to WrestleMania is shaping up to be bumpy, and I'm excited about it. It's amazing. I love it. Well, let's scooch forward a bit. We have a tag team championship match to discuss. Mm. Mm. Between a DIY, Thomas, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, and Finn and Damian. Can we briefly mention how pat refers to finn as the one on the left when the judgment <laughs> i didn't hear that like, oh, um, pat. pat's definitely obsessed with dudes who have like zero body fat yeah it's weird it's, it's like a lot. finn and ludwig like he just kept talking about both of them like how like perfect they were and i was like pat just ask him out it's okay like <laughs> shoot your shot buddy you're a good looking guy you got a lot of charm go for it's it 2024 why not give it a give it a try you could easily replace Tiffy time. Surely. Um, so, okay. I was sad about this. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I didn't realize how much I wanted this for DIY until they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I really wanted them to win. I'm hoping that, sorry, my nose is itchy. I'm really hoping that this isn't it like they yes i just we we can't bring them back have them kick some ass go for a title shot and then shut them down like 
I want there to be more to this. The crowd was nuts for DIY. Yes, I mean, they, they were hot this match all over, but DIY was like head shoulders above. It's, so, I mean, not that like Finn and Damien aren't great wrestlers, but like Tommaso and Johnny Gargano are like great fucking wrestlers and they don't so get their due. I agree. There's something special about them, especially together. Yep. Besties. Make it happen, Dad. Make it happen. I love when they like clap for themselves and then pat themselves on the back. <laughs> so cute. Delights me. <laughs> I mean, you gotta love yourself, right? You gotta love yourself first, mm-hmm. then you can love other people. Amen. So yeah, I hope it's not the end of that. Um, Dom and JD come out to join them. And then Damien calls out Truth to apologize. Mm-hmm. This whole segment was really upsetting, I have to say. I had um, such a bad feeling from the very beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, this is like they lured the kid out into the woods after school energy. Yeah. Um, I, did, <laughs> I did like that they added our truth wraith to the other race again. <laughs> One more time. It's the best. Um, so truth is wary, and I think he should be. Mm-hmm. Um he told Damien that he, you know, moved his money to crypto. He filed his taxes and liquefied his assets. But I did love when Damien is like, you don't know. There's no way you know what any of that means. Damien is correct. So um, Damien is our true older brother. Finn is the weird uncle. <laughs> Tom and Nick. You know, what can you say about Tom and Nick? Mm-hmm. And probably the most truthful thing I've ever heard our truth say is that JD McDonough is the stepbrother we don't want to admit is in the family. And I think that's very true. It feels real. I'm still mad that they're not honoring this like verbal contract that would be honored in any other way. A deal is a deal. Yeah. And then they beat the hell out of him. So sad. And I, I hate that like, you know, Damien is like, I like you. I think you're funny. So I'm not going to be the one. To... It's like, you are a coward, Mr. Priest. Yeah, it was super gross. Disappointed in you. Um, while this is happening, though, Ms. Busybodies is way on down to save his friend, our truth And then he gets attacked. <laughs> he has to do a great job, but he tries. He does try. So I'm wondering if they're going to be awesome truth now for a while. That'd be fun. And try to take out Finn and Damien or something. I think that would be great. For sure. I agree. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. Assholes. Let's talk about Dr. Cody Rhodes. So, you know, the first time we see him on Monday, he's wearing this really awful pink suit. So I was ready for that. But then, bust out the Doctor Who look. And as you know, I love that. I love that for it's him. It's my fave. It got so much better. Mm-hmm. He looked great. Very snappy. I love that snappy outfit. And in true Cody fashion, he's standing in the ring and everybody's chanting, you deserve it. And he's like, not that he doesn't like sincerely appreciate it, but he is the king of being able to like put on the, this is like the most touching thing I've ever heard yes. in my life. Yes. I don't deserve it. You know, like. He wells Just, up at a moment's notice. I know. He's great. Um, Look, wrestlers need to escape just like regular folk, okay? They need to get away sometimes. 
True. Sometimes they want to go where everybody knows their name. Sometimes they don't. He gets all choked up saying how much he needed the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that speaks to your point, right? About what you were saying is that you were worried that the crowd was going to turn on them. And they didn't. It was really nice to see him get the same level of affection from the crowd, if not more than the last time he did this. So really nice moment. And, you know, he deserves it. He gave his tooth for our rumble. So I mean, I wouldn't. I completely forgotten about that. At one point I was like, is that a tooth? Like just for a second. I'm so glad you said something because I really had forgotten about it. Uh, So he's about to make an official announcement. He's going to talk about WrestleMania. But Seth Rollins decides to interrupt. God damn it, Seth. And I'm... This whole thing makes me very nervous. I hate it. I hate it. Um, Like, Seth basically says, like, says to Cody, like, there's no point in you wrestling Roman Reigns because he's old news. Fight me instead. It was like he was... It was like some weird conversation. He was like, he was like, who's the better dad, Cody? <laughs> like, this guy's never around. He's not there for you. I'm there for you, Cody. I'm the one who matters. It was, okay, so this is a really weird scene for a lot of reasons. From Seth's perspective as someone who is always uncomfortable if we are not about him, it makes perfect sense to be like, I'm a bigger yes. star. My belt's a bigger deal. I work harder. But I swear to God, Cody has beat Seth three times. And if we have him choose to face Seth at WrestleMania, who, let's face it, may not even be cleared by WrestleMania. As opposed to, I don't know, this is crazy, finishing the fucking story. (sighs) Just so we can have Rock versus Roman. I personally do not care about Rock versus Roman. I don't give a shit about that. It's such a waste. Yes. Like of one of the 17 main events of WrestleMania. Right. There's only 400 of them, (laughs) but like, yeah, it's gross. You have this thing that like people are into and people want to see. And you're like, I don't know, guys, the rock is like kind of a big deal. He has a lot of followers on TikTok. (laughs) He's like on the board now or something, right? Yes. And The Rock is right. undeniably a big deal and one of the greatest ever in professional wrestling. But, like, I don't care yeah. right now. There's too many other amazing people right now. We don't need The Rock. It's not like you need no. The Rock for ratings. Like, no. Come on. Um, I did, like, at one point that Seth was basically like, come on, Cody. You want the fraud title? You want the Hulk Hogan title? <laughs> I laughed really hard at that. I loved that. <laughs> Stuff like, don't say that my wife is like you. She's not like you, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Don't ever yeah, say fuck that again. You. I wasn't a Hulkamaniac for my entire life, Hulk Hogan. Fuck you. Um, so yeah, Seth like lays it all out on the table and Cody's just like, well, I'm going to think about it. But like, I super fucking hope this goes nowhere. Don't you dare think about it, young man. Pack it up put it away and forget about it because we're not doing this. I just, I don't know. Like it's just so much more interesting if Seth has to vacate or like 
they have some kind of tournament for who he has to give it to for a while mm-hmm. or i don't know he appoints somebody like maybe that's how drew gets into the main event at wrestlemania like something you know like fun like that but like don't do it this way stop doing this i really get that they are in a weird place right now right because they expected to have cm punk and they and yeah. from what i have read it was not ever the plan for cm punk to win the rumble it was always the plan for cody to win it but they expected okay. to have cm punk in that picture and they expected to have brock lesnar return so they've got a few key pieces off the board and i get that but it's like you've got to do better than this you've got to work around it you can't just be like well the rock exists well and you know if dad would just call us for a strategy meeting we could solve this problem in like half an hour and then get sandwiches after literally all it takes is five hundred thousand dollars and a tray of sandwiches from jimmy john's okay that's it and we're there uh and um sweet seats to every pay-per-view event uh in perpetuity real talk though i'd do it for the jimmy johns just jimmy johns like jimmy johns for life it would be the greatest honor of my life i'd do it for a single sandwich (laughs) it would be pretty great wouldn't it and it wouldn't even have to be the sandwich i wanted the most it could just be a sandwich (laughs) it could be ham um so this is a tense situation and i'm scared to see what happens terrified i am going to be biting my nails down to my knuckles at this point stay tuned to the wrestling is for girls podcast where we will be bringing you unfolding events events as they unfold i guess well let's (laughs) hop forward to a match that i only cared about because our boy jacef uso is in it versus Mm -hmm. bronson reed now Mm The first hour of Raw was commercial free, which meant that every other match after this was two minutes of wrestling and then 15 minutes of picture and pizza wrestling. It was some long boys. This whole match, the whole match almost was picture and pizza. It was awful. It was disrespectful to both of these performers. I hate it. Uh, What I don't hate is that Jay won that match. So do you know what What else I do do with Jay? I, I do hate when Pat referred to Bronson Reed as a big meat storm. So that I do. <laughs> that is gross. Get together, Pat. What do you think they're going to do with Jay, though? So I still feel like Jay is going to take on Gunther and remove that intercontinental Great. heavyweight title from him. <laughs> and then be like, I we're never calling that. it that again. That's that's over now. Yeet. It'd be the like yeety weight title or something. Yes, the interintinental. <laughs> I would love that. I just, I'm scared. There's a lot of things I'm scared of right now. They're just gonna like bury Jay somehow, maybe like inadvertently, or you know, it's just Cody's not gonna get to do his thing. I just get, I get nervous. I think Dad is so close to doing that thing where he's like, "Gosh, I could do something interesting or something easy, and I, I know what I should do." <laughs> Yeah, I just, come on, Dad. (sighs) Okay. Well, we fast forward a little bit. We saw Andrade backstage doing his raw signing. Nick Aldis is feeling the anger. Burned his butt a little bit. But let's talk about Kofi versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. This was a hell of a match. Oh, my God. Like, the intensity that has been going on between Imperium and the new day is insane 
I love it so much. It's really great. I really thought for a hot second that Kofi was going to get it. Kofi made And I believe. think that's part of that speaks to like the great wrestling, but also Gunther like every time someone has wrestled Gunther for the IC Championship, I think for the most part, I think they're going to win. <laughs> and they I don't, but it feels like it. I feel like when I first started watching wrestling, it often felt like there was not a lot of selling from the winner or the champion. And Gunther really yeah. understands the ring psychology of like, you've got to make it believable that the other guy can beat you or else who cares if you beat him? Yeah. And then it's not as impressive that you've been champion for 500, however many days. Yes. Like if, if everyone else is a jobber that you can squash, then who gives a shit how long you've been champion? Mm-hmm. He really makes you um, I think it's time. I want him to get a bigger title. Like, I think yes. it would be really fun if, like, he took over Seth's title or something. Like, I just think, like, you know, Jay wins the Intercontinental title. Gunther goes on for something bigger and better. I absolutely think that would be a great transition. It's time for them both. There was a really rough bump in this match that scared me a lot, though. When Gunther, like, tossed Jay and he hit not sorry jake kofi hit his head on the back of the yeah the back of his head on the side of the ring that looked really awful i was really scared that was a lot that was a lot one thing that i really love about gunther is that yeah he has his henchmen and they come out after but like it's relatively rare that they're ever there to help him win yeah he does it himself he's a heel who like actually walks the walk which is great yeah so I really like that. I, I like that. I've really warmed up to him over the years. Um, the year and a half, I guess, we've been doing this podcast. Seems like forever. I know it does, doesn't it? In a good way, though. Mm -hmm. um, so Gunther retains. Uh, Gio and Ludwig attack. Uh, Xavier had come out to kind of comfort Kofi. So there's still a lot of um, sparks going between these two teams. Mm-hmm. Later, we see Women's Royal Rumble champion Bailey coming out to the ring, and the rest of Damage Control are all already there, which I thought was kind of weird. And they all kind of pretend to like her, which is also weird. Dakota's knee brace is gone. Feels ominous, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Bailey learning zero lessons. So dumb. Takes all the credit for everything. And it's like, why, Bailey? Why are you doing this? You're just, you're digging a hole. So my fear that I had at the Royal Rumble about Nia Jax winning, and it was going to be Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley, has not really been assuaged yet. No. Because Rhea comes out to address the sassiness of Bailey, and Nia attacks her from behind, and Nia's like, Bailey, you can fight whoever you want, but I'm going to fight Rhea. And I'm really mad about it. I hate it. I mean, I this is probably what's happening in Elimination Chamber. And don't ruin Elimination Chamber and potentially end Rhea's career. Like, keep Nia away from her. I just don't want to see it. And also, are you going to... I mean, they do like to have people lose in their home country, so... <laughs> Better not be. Better not be. Uh, for any listeners who don't know, the coverage of Elimination Chamber starts at 5 a.m. Eastern. 
the day of the of the pay-per-view so 6 a.m i guess is when actual wrestling starts but i'm kind of excited about it I'd be like done with it by lunchtime and i have the rest of my day taking right it right and early right and early stateside get my sanka and my fried egg sandwich go for it who doesn't like that um of course we see damage control bail on bailey immediately once naya comes in the ring so i just yes, friends how long are they gonna drag this out man uh maybe for the rest of our lives i'm not sure but it, it does feel interminable at this i mean it something has to happen right because bailey's been yeah. cagey about who she's gonna pick something has to point her at eo so yeah right I, well that's what i was thinking like oh okay tonight tonight's the betrayal Mm-hmm. Bailey's gonna challenge you at WrestleMania. Okay, let's wrapped up neatly with a little bow, but no, Nia Jax has to come in and be Nia Jax. Every time. Silly. Every time. All right. You wanna talk about our main event? I do. Yeah, I'm ready. Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre one on one. Sammy comes out to the ring. Meanwhile, He's like, while he's waiting, Jackie's holding Drew hostage backstage. She just wants to talk, all right? I just need to interview you real quick. (laughs) Like, what? Let him wrestle. It was so weird. It was a little weird. Yeah, there were a lot of weird things happening. It was just a very strange moment. (laughs) Um, The point that Drew makes, though, before he saunters off is that Sammy has never beaten him in a singles match. Mm -hmm. Which I feels like fun fact feels like a little goal for our friend Sammy. I know. It feels like something good's going to happen, right? Manifest that in 2024. There was no Angela with him tonight. I mean, given the way that Drew has been, which I think is best described as on one lately, I'm not sure he needs a sword. We don't want him going on a beheading spree. Or, you know, intentionally tearing any other triceps. Oh, God. So I felt like the match was pretty one-sided. I mean, overall, like Drew was basically killing Sammy. I think he tried to stop Sammy's heart with that one chop. Like it was so loud and looked so painful. Like sometimes these chops are so intense. I feel like people are just going to bleed from them. Like they're just so crazy. They scare me a lot. Like I know it's fine, but it still freaks me out. The way Drew tossed Sammy into the announce desk at one point. Oh my God, that was awful. That was really bad when he did that. That was a lot. So I don't know. It was very scary. I was just like, like I looked down for two seconds because I was like typing something in my notes and I look up and Sammy's like on the floor across the room. And I was just like, oh God, we're really going for it. It was, it felt decisive. And I'm, I'm a little nervous that we're going to push Sammy back into that sort of like not top guy role. I don't like it. I hate it. What if they try to pit Jay and Sammy against each other again? I would watch it as if it were my job. Nay, mm-hmm. my vocation and calling. Mm-hmm. You know Cody would get involved. <laughs> oh my God, he couldn't resist. Like, you guys are both my friends, la la la. And finally one of them would be like, who asked you? Go away, <laughs> Cody. You guys have to finish your story. <laughs> He is and always will be the president and captain of the Busybody Boy Squad. It's just the way it is. I think we need to get a t-shirt made that says Busybody Boy Squad. 
If only we could like somehow include their images on it, but we would get sued and dad would we take could, our lunch money. We could draw really bad caricatures. <laughs> I certainly could. I am bad at art. So yes. <laughs> Me too. Oh man. Well, we went through a lot. There was a lot there. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Any further thoughts? Just the ending of this match infuriated me with like Drew kind of, you know, nut shot Sammy. And then the ref is like, well, I did in fact see that, but all I can do is count. It's like, what is happening? It's okay. those crazy rules that don't seem to exist. I don't know. But no, that yeah. is, that's my last thought. And honestly, I have very few thoughts in my head at this point. It was just a lot. It was overwhelming, exciting. The whole, whole thing, whole week in wrestling was great. We have a lot to think about. Do we do? I mean, we're not that far from WrestleMania, so we're on the road now, whether we like it or not. Gird your loins. Um, well, thank you for joining us this week. As you venture forth, you can choose to be like Cody and try to finish your story, or you can be like Seth and Punk, who choose to fight in the face of great physical adversity, or you can be like Drew and whine a lot. Those are all valid options. Choose wisely.